So, John, tell me, where are the worst places you've been on holiday? Malia. No question. <laughs> I've got to ask why. Uh, okay, so Malia is a Greek island. It is a popular 18 to 30 resort. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went when I was 18 with a bunch of straight scouse fellow 18-year-old lads. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would describe the experience as feral. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was the only one who came back without an STD or a regrettable tattoo. Uh, it is the straightest place I've ever been in my entire life. Uh, I only went because I was flattered to even be invited. And uh, yes, it was not a good time. Wow. Great. No, well, yes. can't wait to go next year. Yes, I'm actually now the spokesperson for the tourist board. So. <laughs> <laughs> Will it have been Eurovision? No, because it's, it's, it's a Greek island. It's not an independent country. Ah, sorry, yes. If great. they were to enter Eurovision, their song would probably just be like an armpit fart. <laughs> or the sound of, like, ejaculation hitting a wall or something. I don't know. It was bleak. I don't, I don't, I don't want to know how that came to your mind. Welcome everybody to Beyond the Box Set, the podcast where today we are picturing prequels, sequels and spin-offs to our first Christmas movie this year, The Holiday. Uh, We are going to be pitching some drinking games and hearing from our listeners with the submissions that they've written in on our Facebook and Twitter pages. But first, we're going to talk through a quick plot summary and some of our favourite points in the movie. I'm Harry, the host with the most timelines. Right now? Hmm, Yeah. I think it's pretty blended, to be honest. I mean, you've not been abroad... Let me take my watch off. Well, that's different. Yeah, you've got your watch time. But, I mean, it's November in Britain, and you've not been abroad in a while. And joining me, as always, the host with the most consistent tan, or lack thereof, it is John Lucas. Hey, I can't help my Irish genes, you know. (laughs) But I was born this way. Yeah, sure. It's a curse. (laughs) (laughs) This is your time of year. It's your time to shine. Exactly, exactly. I'm such a winter boy. To be fair, John, I mean, physically, every time is your time to shine. Wow. You're quite blinding when the sun's out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow okay well fuck you <laughs> okay well anyway the holiday this was your choice john so it was. Uh, tell me about this film why did you choose it well i chose it because it's a christmas film or so i thought mm-hmm. um i've actually never seen it before but you have yeah i i i'm on the train that this is a christmas film well it's it, funny it feels christmasy enough though i wouldn't be surprised that the word christmas is never mentioned in this film it is, but in the strangest way, because yeah, it's it's got all the hallmarks, right? Mm. It's got snowy, it, you know, it's snowy, it's romance, it's England, you know, well, half of it's England. It's called The Holiday. Part of the film takes place before Christmas Day, part of it takes place afterwards. Yeah. There might be something in the middle, I'm, I'm not too sure. Yeah, there's a point when Jack Black and Kate Winslet are on a date, mm. and he just casually throws out, oh, it's Christmas Eve, mm. uh, let's have Christmas fettuccine, which I guess is a thing. Yeah. But there's no actual Christmas. It hard cuts to, like, Boxing Day or something. Mm. The actual Christmas is entirely incidental to this movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's questionable. But that being said, I kind of loved this stupid, stupid movie. Yeah, when you first said it, I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. And I'm, I'm just particularly remembering the scene when Kate Winslet and Jack Black are making music together or something. Oh, was... in Blockbuster or when, the, oh, when he's playing her is personal score for her. Yeah, her yeah. Romance, and yeah. I was like, oh, this is just awful. And then I watched this again like this week and I was like, actually, I'm really enjoying this film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> right? Like, for some reason, I don't want to be, but I am. I had the exact same reaction. And I can't oh. quite put my finger on why I don't want to enjoy this film. Well, here's the thing. Like, 
This film is ludicrous. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it is utter white people... It's white privilege, <laughs> the movie. Yeah. Like, there are no people of colour in this film. There are no minorities. There are no mm-hmm. gay people in this film or LGBT people in this film. Mm-hmm. It is, this is straight white privilege at its most straight white and privileged. Yes. Like, it's not straight in the way that Fight Club's straight. You know, it's, you know, it's not, like, aggressive, but it's mm-hmm. just... Everyone's just has perfect lives. Money is no object to any of these people, clearly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's actually no conflict in this movie. I would, there's, there's, there's a couple of shit blokes. I guess, yeah, but I mean, when, by, by conflict, I mean, like, the, there is no struggle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody is fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it, there's, there's not even like a moment when it seems like everything's going to shit for them. Apart from, you know, they started I mean, Kate, a slightly Kate shit. Wins that attempt suicide at one point. Well, yes. Okay. So <laughs> Loose, they, loosely. Lo- I mean, yeah. <laughs> they, they start in a bad-ish place. Yeah. But what I mean is that once the plot gets going, it's not one of those films where there's lots of emotional highs and lows. No, no. This is a real, like, this isn't how I watched it, because I'm a bitter, lonely, single person, but this is very much a film <laughs> to, like, have a couple of wines, snuggle with your loved one, just laugh all the way through it, and just mm-hmm. do it. it. It's not taxing on the brain. No. In any way, no. on the heartstring, it's not yep. draining, it is pure... It's not particularly creative. Oh, God, no. Like, <laughs> it's well, it's just pain from numbers rom-com, But really. somehow, somehow it works. Yeah. yeah. Like... Last week we watched Bridesmaids, and I know I enjoyed that more than you did, but yeah. I would consider that to be a genuinely great film, and I think it is a film that kind of it has real people in it, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, the oh, yeah, characters feel yeah. real people, and it most, you know, there are parts obviously that are a bit heightened, but it mm-hmm. mostly see, feels like it takes place in the real world. Mm-hmm. This film is not any of those things. <laughs> the characters are completely paint by numbers. Mm-hmm. Nothing feels like it exists in anything resembling the real world. Yeah. Like I said, it just exists in this bubble of white privilege. Yeah. But it's just... For that very overstuffed genre of movies, something about it, it's just, it's like popcorn. Mm. You just, you can just gobble it down and it's, you know. Yeah. It's not nutritious, but you just, it's it's nice while you're eating it. <laughs> that's my, that's my feeling on this film. Yeah. No, okay. I think that's a very, very good metaphor for it. So, Iris is, where is, um, where is she? Uh, she didn't tell you? She could have done it. But, uh, as previously <laughs> stated, I'm the... Uh, I've just, I've been on the... Uh... She's in Los Angeles. That's not possible. Iris never goes anywhere. <laughs> we have that in common. Uh, no, she listed this cottage on a home exchange website, and I found it. We uh, switch houses for two weeks for the holiday. She's in L.A. at my house, and I'm here. People actually do that. Do you want to do a plot summary? Okay, so The Holiday, this film uh, came out around 2006, was it? Mm. It's roughly around that Love Actually time. I can't remember really what Yeah, I, for some reason I always pair it with Love Actually. I think that's why I expected to hate it, because my feelings yeah. on Love Actually are well known. <laughs> yeah. But I liked this a lot more. This is very much not a Richard Curtis film. No. Well, that's, I think it's because the women are the main focus, and they get to be people. Yes, and also... I don't know, one thing that I really liked about it was that Jack Black felt very real as well, mm-hmm. and he felt just as much hurt by the film as everybody else did. Yeah. And Jude Law had a, a fairly real backstory, and... Wow. Mm, what? He had a backstory. I it didn't you know, entirely... Uh, Who was raising those kids? Where were his children? I, 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 I don't know. A lot of the time, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. He has a lot of free time for a single father of two whose wife is dead. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> who also owns a cow? Yeah, yes. Just the okay. Here's a question. I was going to get to this later, but I mean, there's so many crazy British stereotypes. In this is, film. is it just the one cow? Is that is that your problem? You, well, yeah, but that's it. Because obviously, you get know, a I grew up get in a this, herd. Yeah, I grew up in the city. You grew up in the countryside, yeah. so you know this. You've been in like open fields more than me. Mm-hmm. 
Do you know anyone who just owns the one cow? No. Why would anyone just own one cow? For the kids. Um, it's not really a pet. Like, I know people who've, like, had also, goats. His like, house. Goat. His house. I don't remember seeing the outside of it at all. Maybe we did. Was it not a terrace or something? Did he live in Nobody a- in this movie lives in a terrace. Everyone okay. is in a mansion or a castle or a bungalow. You know, or, you know. Yeah. No, I think he had a... Like everyone else in this film. <laughs> are, those, are those all the same to you? <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> much. It's not a bungalow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all just one spectrum. No, actually, no. You're right. I think when Oh, Cameron... poor you living in an apartment. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> These people don't know what it is to struggle. But, um... Share a wall with, and, and, a, and a floor with yeah. people. But no, having said that, I think you're right now. When I think about the scene where Cameron Diaz knocks on his front door, hmm. it does seem like he's on a street. Yeah. Like, you know, because Kate Winslet, you could believe she'd own a cow because her little fairy tale cottage in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, there's probably space, there's probably a field out there. Yeah. Probably could have a herd. Maybe she does. You never yeah. know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Jude Laws does seem like he just has a house. Yeah, where is that cow? Yeah. It's never seen nor heard from. But yeah. it's there. Maybe it's cared for by a different farmer. Oh, it's so like he's so adopted so the cow? So, yeah, like how you adopt a goat in Africa or something. Sure, sure, sure. He just adopted um, a cow in his yeah. in, Lo- in London. <laughs> yeah. Or in Surrey. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> and he, he gets the milk. Okay, now we're talking about locations. <sighs> Kate Winslet's commute must be a bitch. I was thinking that too. She works for the Telegraph in London. <laughs> yeah. And she lives in this little country farmhouse. Yeah. I mean, again, we covered it. Like, money is no issues with these people. She's a journalist. Mm-hmm. She's not even, like, the owner of the paper. She's literally just filing copy at the Christmas party. Oh, yeah, she's, like, low down in the yeah. in, in the company. She will, she will have to work from, like, eight till six minimum five days a week. Sure, yeah. Like, if not longer. Yeah, like, the newspaper... She, she, she's working through a Christmas party. I'm sure yeah. she pulls many late nights. Yeah. And so is she just going back and forth from her cottage, or is that cottage her weekend getaway? Because if it's her weekend getaway, I don't believe that she would feel that she needs that holiday. No, Exactly. Absolutely not. That, mm. If that's where you live, and it yeah. must... I get it. Some people live somewhere for the weekend and then live somewhere in in central London for the week. Sure, yeah. This doesn't seem like that. No. Well, and again, how is she affording all of this? She's like a low yeah. level journalist. <laughs> yeah. like, how yeah. is she paying for this well, giant mansion for one woman? Again, it's a cottage. John. It's a cottage. It's, but it's a very much not a mansion. It's okay, a not cottage. a mansion. Okay, it's a cottage. It's, it's, it's a nice cottage. It's a two story cottage I mean, in the, with no neighbours in a field. It must she, at she least might, be two million might, market she value. Might, she might just own it. Like her family might just own it. Possibly, you know, yeah. Her, par- her parents aren't in this. Maybe they're dead. She just inherited it. It's hers. That's possible. That, that is possible, yeah. But even so, you're right, the commute would be a bitch. And, yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah. And it didn't look well connected. No. Given that she doesn't seem to have a car. Does Cameron Cars- Diaz not take her mini? Is that not part of the oh, spot? Oh, sorry, yes. Yeah. Because the scene where Cameron Diaz is on the other side of the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'll take that back. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so where does she drive her car to? London? <laughs> and she park it in central London? Is that a thing that people do? Maybe I the know. tubes? I mean, this film doesn't exist in the real world. London really confuses me. No, I know, yeah. I know. She'd have to get the tube, sure. Or, or get a train to London mm. and then get the tube to wherever the telegraph is. Yeah. Yeah, she, she does not live in the real world. None of these characters live in the real world. No, no. So yeah, this film stars Kate Winslet, Cameron Diaz, Jude Law, and Jack Black. Mm-hmm. It's directed by Nancy Myers, who mm-hmm. also directed Something's Gotta Give. It's complicated. She does a lot of rom-coms. She's okay. a rom-com lady. Okay. Um, she seems good at it. Yeah, based on this, absolutely. Mm. Have you seen Somebody's Gotta Give? Mm-mm. Good movie. We'll get there someday. Anyway, so yeah, we open with Kate Winslet doing a very kind of lovelorn monologue, like, I learned all yeah. these lessons about love. It was very, like, by the numbers. Yes. Um, and then it kind of dipped into sort of Love Actually or maybe Bridget Jones style, the more Bridget Jones style comedy. Mm. But she's still doing this monologue of her working on a newspaper. Yeah. Um, 
I was like, is this and, her and, column? And then there's things start going sort of a little bit slapstick wrong for her. Yeah. At the end of that monologue. And like, oh, and I fancy that man over there. Mm. And, you know, watch as I slip over. And it's a Christmas party yeah. and stuff. I'm like, this is very Bridget Jones. It, it would certainly. I mean, this is, this whole film I'm like, is also, I fancy that man over there who is clearly an awful... Let's look at his face. He's, well, it's Rufus he, he, Sewell. Like, he, it's... He, he, he's, he's clearly a villain. He's, he, he's yeah. the bad guy. He's... You couldn't have like flagged him as a villain more if you'd cast Charles Dance. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Rufus Sewell. I mean, he played the villain in Knight's Tale. Ah, uh, that's yeah, it, so that's yeah. what he record. He's yeah. got a villainous. He's got that British villainy. Yeah, mark, you know, market sewn up. Yeah, I'm amazed he never was in Game of Thrones as some kind of distant Lannister. Mm, yeah, he's yeah. definitely one of those. Mm. Um, yeah, so Kate Winslet is hopelessly in love with Rufus Sewell, who's like also works at the paper. Yeah, and they used to go out. I think. But, yeah, they they went out briefly. I don't know. They had a fling, but then it didn't work out. I guess he must have dumped her because she's clearly still madly in love with him. Mm-hmm. But they're still close, or t- to the extent that he is very. He leads her on. He definitely leads her on. Like, he's, mm. you know, the exchange gifts and stuff. And, you know, she's very, she kind of hangs on his every word and, mm-hmm. you know, does everything for him. She's a bit of a doormat. Yeah. And then they're at the Christmas party. She's working down to the wire to get a copy in. Uh, and then at the end of the party, there's an announcement that he is engaged to this generic, abusive woman who yeah. never speaks. She finds out the same time as everyone else. So he's not prepared her for this. So mm-hmm. she has a little emotional crumple in the party. Mm-hmm. Goes home and has a big old sob. Yes. Which she must have really been holding in because that's like a three hour commute. Like, yeah. No wonder it was such a big. I did laugh at the giantness of her sob. And yeah. It was a good. And it was supposed oh, to be it, funny. It, was, but, it definitely was. Yeah. And I enjoyed how she was just outright crying for the next like 12 hours or something. Yeah. She's in full. She's. <laughs> Kind she's of just going web. about normal life. And just, just, just sobbing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she's always, at any given point in this film, she's like a heartbeat away from sobbing. Yeah. She's the anti-Cameron Diaz. They're very good. Because mm. Cameron Diaz's plot is that she can't cry. Mm-hmm. And Kate Winslet will cry at a drop of a hat. Yeah. Like, I did love the scene when Cameron Diaz is trying to cry. That was quite, very quite funny, early on yeah. in the film. Mm-hmm. It was very well acted, to be honest. Anyway, so Kate Winslet's very sad. Over on the other side of the pond in America, Cameron Diaz, our other lead mm-hmm. in this film, mm-hmm. she is also going through a breakup. Mm-hmm. She, she also lives in a palatial mansion in... And that is genuinely a mansion, yeah. right? In, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that one. Thank you. In LA, is it LA? Yeah. Cause, yeah, LA. Uh, so she's breaking up with her boyfriend or mm-hmm. partner. They've been together for a long time. Their relationship's obviously been on the rocks for a while. Mm-hmm. They've not had sex for over a year or something. So mm-hmm. clearly, you know, things have gone wrong. And he's, 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 now he's, cheating, yeah. he's now cheating on her, yeah. And so she throws him out. So she's also down in the dumps. So she doesn't want to be alone at Christmas. Well, she does want to be alone at Christmas, but she wants to do something that's not... She doesn't want to be alone in her own house, mm. her own mansion. Yeah. She wants to get out and have a new experience. So she kind of... She Googles, like, something so hilariously generic, like, travelling? <laughs> Travels abroad? Holidays abroad? It was mm-hmm. really... And somehow Kate Winslet's little house that she doesn't even remember she's advertising is, like, click number two on Google. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, she comes across this house... Oh, it's, it's, like right, it's like right below the Bahamas. Basically, it's like Bahamas or Kate Winslet's house in Surrey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> that she forgot she even still had up. Yeah. yeah. So basically, this is pre-Airbnb, but it's basically Airbnb. Mm-hmm. It's like you can move into... And it's not quite Airbnb. It's more of a house swap scenario mm. where two people will... Although that was suggested by Kate Winslet, but whatever, it doesn't matter. That's true, actually, yeah. The idea is basically that they will swap lives essentially mm. like it's christmas they'd have to work mm-hmm. you know, they just will move into each other's houses for yeah. two weeks yeah and it's, so she met she instant messages kate winslet who is in the process of uh, very half-heartedly trying to kill herself yeah <laughs> interesting dark logic <laughs> but she does so by literally turning on the like the, the, the hob like mm. the gas hob and just kind of breathing in over it which would mm. never kill you no 
Uh, you might you might pass out from it, but then you probably maybe. recover. Yeah, you might have like an asthma attack or something if you were so inclined. That's like yeah. as bad as it's going to get. Yeah. Anyway, so she messages Kate Winslet, and Kate Winslet's like, "Great, when when can we do this? Tomorrow?" Yeah. Oh how I, this film made me laugh out loud way more than I expected. <laughs> I laughed so hard when she's like, "Tomorrow," and she's like, "Yeah." Like mm. they literally drop everything and travel across the world with twenty four hours notice. Mm-hmm. Less. Who I'm knows? also thinking, how can Kate Winslet afford this? True. Like, exactly. Cameron Diaz, I get. Yeah, she's but obviously. Kate, Kate Winslet like a last minute flight to. LA. Yeah. That's going to cost, what, two grand? More? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are living expenses involved in this trade-off? Because Kate Winslet then has to just live in LA in this ex- very expensive house mm. for two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, th- these are issues that do not bear too much dwelling on. No. The no. point is that they, yeah, they, they agree to swap houses and swap lives and the next thing they know, presto change So Kate Winslet flies over to LA mm-hmm. and she just spends about 10 minutes running around the house screaming all mm-hmm. the amazing rooms and the swimming pool and like... Yeah. It, I mean, there's, there are literal chandeliers. There's <laughs> such obscene wealth. Yeah. Uh, and then Cameron Diaz, on the other hand, moves to this little bungalow mm-hmm. in Surrey. It's a cottage, but yes. Cottage... I don't know from property. I'm sorry. A bungalow is a bungalow one, is one st- story. Yeah. I do know. I just keep mixing it up in my head. So yeah. So Cameron Diaz moves to this quaint little village in, mm-hmm. in England in Surrey, uh, and I think a lot of the fun in the first parts of the movie is her kind of acquainting herself to English life. Mm. Uh, I did really enjoy the scene of her driving the mm-hmm. mini down the wrong side of the road and you know yeah. screaming in terror every time a car came near. Mm, her. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah. Did you notice that the guy she almost knocks over on the bike is Jude Law? Was it? Yeah. Ah, little, didn't little cute that, yeah. They don't really make a big thing of it, but mm. yeah, I was like, oh, that's nice. Very subtle. Mm. Yeah, she's wandering around all the little country shops, like just swigging wine from a bottle, and I was mm-hmm. like, been there. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Having a great time. Yeah. Just throwing crisps into a trolley. What do you think of uh, Jude Law's backstory then? We've skirted around it a little bit. Sure. So Jude Law is. Uh, so, so Jude Law and Cameron Diaz, he turns up pissed at her house, mm-hmm. yeah, his, which is his sister's house. Yeah, yeah. Which he stays at apparently when he's off on the piss, leaving mm-hmm. his kids God knows where. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then. So a he, child minder. Sure, okay. Happy. Their mother is dead, Maybe and they're, you're on, they're both under seven. Right? And he's going out on the pool. All right, yeah. You know, trying so, to find a new mummy. Yeah. yeah, basically, and it works. Well, I guess it does, yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Fair enough. They all live happily ever after, so what's your complaint? I guess they did. Fair enough. Okay, I rescind it. Anyway, he turns up. And those daughters seem remarkably well-adjusted. They do, they do. I had questions, but yeah. anyway. <laughs> so, he turns up, he's pissed, Cameron Diaz answers the door, explains the situation, they have a little, you know, bit of banter, and then mm. they basically have sex. Mm-hmm. And Cameron Diaz is very much like, because she's just got of a pretty bad relationship, and she knows she's going to go back to America soon. So, she's yeah. not trying to, like, get into anything too complicated. Yeah. And also, she keeps picking up the fo- his phone, not to be... Mm-hmm. Just acts like she, he keeps getting his calls, and he's she, from. I think she's subconsciously picking up the phone and looking at it just to be like, "Who's calling him?" Yeah, and he keeps getting calls from women called Olivia and Sophia. Is it or something? something like that? Yeah. No, anyway, yeah. and so she's like, "Oh, I guess he's got other women or whatever." Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's kind of the assumption for the first mm. hour of the film or so. Yeah, and then it turns out when she goes over to his house that he. Well, well, if she goes over to his house, first of all, he comes to the door, yeah. and like he's. He, he's got a shirt that's quite unbuttoned. Yes. And, and, and like he looks a little out of breath, maybe a little sweaty or something. Yeah, they're really signposting that he's like... Yeah. That, that he's got somebody, he's got another girl around. Yeah. Yeah, and then it it turns out that they're actually his daughters. Yeah, Olivia and Sophia, if that is indeed what they're called, are his two mm-hmm. young daughters and he is a widower. Like his wife died yeah. two years ago. Yeah. Considering like he's a full-time dad, allegedly, mm-hmm. and his wife has died not that long ago, mm-hmm. like it's clearly not interrupted his like personal grooming or his no. gym going because he's like, this is peak Jude Law, like unnervingly pretty Jude Law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Why well, yeah. would you like to see Jude Law a little, 
a little bit rough around the edges, you know. Well, he always bit, just bit, looks bit, like he's stepped off a bit of a dad bod. Maybe a little bit, yeah. But I'd, I'd, I'd more just like, and, and this is just romantic comedy. I'm just saying, like he looks so Hollywood perfect all the time. Like, yeah, he doesn't look. He clearly doesn't look like somebody who's like juggling two kids in a career. Like mm-hmm. you know, he just looks so perfect in every single moment. Like, mm. but that's what rom coms are for. So yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was good. I thought he played drunk pretty well. That was pretty funny. Yeah, he played it subtly enough that it wasn't too. Yeah, he wasn't. Face. He wasn't hamming it up. He played it nice. Yeah, like, like if you, like, lightness of touch. Yeah, yeah. Like if you had your eyes closed, you wouldn't be able to tell that he was drunk. No, 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 sure, yeah. Yeah, I thought him and Cameron Diaz had decent chemistry. Like, mm-hmm. they, they, they popped quite well together, so, mm. yeah. Which of the two couples do you think lasted longest? Uh, I think... I think Jack Black and... Same. Kate Winslet. I think Cameron Diaz very quickly would have been like, oh, this isn't all it's cracked up to be. Yeah, this isn't for me. I, <laughs> no. I miss my swimming pool. I, I, yeah, I miss my swimming pool, yeah. I miss my mansion, I miss LA. I am not the maternal type. These kids were cute for a night, not for a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's how it would be. Yeah, definitely. Whereas Jack Black, he's 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 punching up. He's yeah. I feel like also I loved his reaction when it, uh, it's it's at the end of the film basically mm-hmm. when they're at the 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 show, the ceremony, or whatever. Oh yeah. And he then asks her, you know, I've never been to London before, I've never been to England before. Mm. What are you doing at New Year? And can I can I come kind of party with you? And then she's like, oh yeah, sure, I guess. <laughs> and, then <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and then he does a fist pump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're always. Yeah, I think they would both make the effort because she's obviously very needy, mm-hmm. and he's obviously very into her. And as you say, punching up. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I feel like they're going to be okay. Yeah. They'll make it work. If yeah, and they're them. both just looking for a nice person to be to go out with, and they're yeah. both really nice people. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're, they're going to be fine. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so then the two couples end up together. They all end up back in London in the in the house, and uh, yeah, the movie ends on a feel good Christmassy post Christmassy note. I guess it's New Year's. It's New Year's, right? Yeah, it's New Year's. Yeah, it's New, yeah, Year's. It was New Year's. And they're all dancing together, having a dance off. Obviously, Jack Black and Cameron Diaz are killing the dancing because mm-hmm. they're funnier. And um, yeah, credits roll. Mm. Yeah, I smiled. It's a nice movie. Yeah, yeah, I it is. I enjoyed this Christmas movie. Yeah, it's silly fun. Yeah, and that's all. That's all it is. That's all. <laughs> I've already forgotten half of it, but yeah. for the experience of watching it, it was surprisingly very, very enjoyable. Yeah, I would watch this again. Iris. Yes. What are you doing New Year's Eve? I'll be back in England by New Year's Eve. You know, I've never been to England. I've never been to Europe. No. If I come over there, will you go out with me on New Year's Eve? Okay, great. Well, let's do drinking games. Okay, so the first one I've got here is drink whenever somebody says the title of the movie. Oh, yes. There's a, there's a lot of holiday <laughs> holidays. Yeah. So, yeah, everyone's away for the holidays, which I don't think British people say. Mm. I think we're more likely to say, oh, we're going away for Christmas or for New Year's. Like, Americans, I think, call it the holidays more than we do. Would you agree? Yeah, I think you're right, but uh, we... Um... I think it's changing a bit. Mm. starting to call it holiday a bit more just because it's a bit more PC. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Give us back our Christmas. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm not. I'm not one of those wangers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my first one, a very obvious one. Drink for property porn. Oh yeah. Drink every time you like. I want that house. I want that flat. I want oh, that bed. I need, I need that bungalow slash mansion slash yeah. Whatever it is, I want <laughs> it. Yeah. 
<laughs> like they do live in the most fabulous houses. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, and that, that is part. I think that's part of like the escapist fantasy of it all. Like just oh, to, yeah, yeah. These people obviously don't live in any kind of real world, but like yeah, the. I think the cottage of all the, the you see Jude Law's house a little bit. You don't see it as much, mm-hmm. but then they've all got like giant beds and you know very lovely furnishings. Uh, I think yeah, Kate Winslet's little cottage in Surrey. That's the one, definitely. Mm. And that that's, yeah. that seems I mean, the fa- the log fire that's constantly on that nobody ever seems to actually have to light to replace <laughs> any wood on. It's just always burning in the background, like mm-hmm. in the morning, like mm-hmm. it's just always on. Mm. Yeah, it's just it's just lovely. So yeah. I don't know how she affords it, but. Like I say, she probably owns it. She probably, yeah, it's probably, mm. yeah. Drink what they drink. Drink what they, oh yeah. There is a lot of drinking in this movie. There is, yeah. There is. It's that, that, in that, I think that's a mark of a good festive film, when you can drink along with the characters. Yeah. yeah when there's lots of sherry and brandy and, you know, wine flying around. Like, yeah. That's always, always nice and fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I would agree. Drink for knitwear. Oh, yeah. There is some high quality knitwear in this movie. Yeah. Jude Law rocks a different polo neck or a different jumper, a different sweater mm-hmm. every scene. He fills them all out wonderfully. Mm-hmm. It is great. Cameron Diaz gets some very kind of chic. Like, it's mostly the London stuff. Mm. Like, Kate Winslet's just kind of dressed kind of frumpy. Right? I think that's her character. It's very, like, very deliberate. Very much like, yeah, she's got yeah. less self confidence. But yeah. But there's some good quality knitwear going on from Jude Law and Cameron Diaz. Mm. Mostly Jude Law. Mm. Yeah. Uh, last one I got here. Drink whenever the music has attention drawn to it. You know, Jack Black commentates over the music, but yet this film's music is still shit. It's a Hans Zimmer score, is it? Yeah, it's. A... <laughs> I don't know. There's something about the way that you're supposed to pay a lot of attention to these things because mm. it's talked about in this film. Yeah, and I was like, this, this is no good. Mm. This just feels a bit. Over the top. Oh, it's very over the top. It was very emotionally signposting how you're supposed to feel in every given scene. Like, yeah. I found this. I found the score to be very obtrusive. Yeah. Like, I found it very distracting. It was always really there. Yeah. And although it did make me laugh when there's one point when when Jack Black and Kate Winslet first meet and the score is so heavy handed. Mm. I was like, come on, chill out. And I mean, then he... she actually notices it. She's like, oh, did you write this? And it sounds like it's just coming from the car. Yeah. I liked that. But then he drives away and the music stays. The music stays the same level. Yeah. <laughs> The levels don't change in the slightest. Yeah. Like the Santa and the winds are blowing. And, yeah. Is that like breaking the fourth speaker or something? I don't know what that is, but yeah. <laughs> so, um, you needed to... Uh, pick up Ethan's laptop. And, and you're his... Oh, well, I'm a film composer too, like Ethan, but... Uh, Do you compose this? This? It's beautiful. Yes, I did. I wrote this. Uh, no, I didn't. I wish I did. <laughs> uh, it's the great Ennio Morricone. Right, well, before we start pitching our sequels, just want to let your listeners know that we're on Patreon. Mm-hmm. So if you've enjoyed this episode and you, you feel like you want to show your support somehow, and giving us a five-star rating on iTunes isn't enough for you, mm-hmm. then go to patreon.com slash set where you can donate as much or as little as you think we're worth per month, mm-hmm. and you get a few bonuses from us. Including, you get a bonus show called Beyond Beyond the Box Set, where we review cinema releases. Mm-hmm. You also get a 30-second advert slot on the main show, where you can uh, once a month per Patreon, where you can advertise whatever you want. Your own podcast, your own business, whatever you feel like talking about. And also, once a month, we do a Patreon episode on the main show, where one of you can choose the film for us. You can guess. If you want to, you don't have to. That's it. All that available. Patreon.com slash Beyond the Box Set. Indeed. Okay, so sequel ideas. Uh, take it away. I'm excited for this. I hope <clears> you've uh, gone off track. Yeah, okay, so this one, uh, I don't really know how it's going to go down, because I'm basically going to tell the plot again. Okay. Um, that's but, not a sequel, that's a recap. Basically, yeah. Okay, well. But, well, I, I've been spending a lot of time with, with, with my niece, who just turned four the other day, okay. and she really likes it when I read to her. Oh, okay. 
Are you um, going to read to me like I'm a four-year-old? I'm going to read to you like this is a kid's book. Okay. I've been meaning to do this for a while. And I'm, I've, I've been trying to wait for the right film. Fargo didn't quite feel like it. <laughs> and then they all died. <laughs> and then they fed the man into the wood chipper. Yeah. And everyone who was still alive lived somewhat happily ever after. Yeah, that's sort no, of thing. Okay. Um, I've been trying to wait for a film that feels enough sort of family friendly that I can turn it into a kid's book sort yeah. of thing. And then Kristen Wiig said, you're a little cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then they all shit themselves. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, I see why this A is lot the... of films... I've been trying to do this for months, but so many films that we do, they're just not right for it. Okay. No, you know what? That's fair. It's a, so are we imagining that there's a framing device? Imagine that, I, that, uh, that, that I'm on the couch. Um, are you the daddy? Uh, no. Jude Law says it. He's, he literally says the words in this film, oh, I'm the daddy. I'm not saying it. Um, <laughs> just once, please. So we're sitting next to, next to each other on the couch. I've okay. got a book in my hand with pictures and everything. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah. Am I sitting on your knee? No. no. <laughs> also, you're four. <laughs> well, that's your dirty fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't make it sexual. I believe right. you did. Fine. Go on. Tell your story. Anyway, so this is the holiday. Oh, yay! Now, once upon a time, nearly Christmas, there were two women living on opposite sides of the world. They lived in very different houses. Cameron, I'm just using their actor names, sure. lived in a big house and Kate lived in a small house. How small was it? It was very small. Was she living in a shoe? Mm, not quite a shoe, just okay. a little cottage. A little cottage, okay. Cameron lived in a warm place with lots of sun, but Kate lived in a cold place with lots of snow. Cameron's house had a gardener, a cleaner, and maybe some other house stuff, who knows? Kate's house doesn't have that, it just has a dog. What kind of dog? Just a little dog for a little house. What colour's the dog? Yellow. A yellow dog? Yeah. Okay. Lello. A lello dog. (laughs) Uh, Despite living in very different houses in very different countries, with very different weather and very different house staff, Cameron and Kate have surprisingly similar lives. (laughs) What? No, no, sure. Cameron... Is this awful? No, I like it. I like it. Cameron had a boyfriend who was bad to her and shagged around. What, shag Kate- it around, Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> no, John. That's the flat. Kate had an ex-boyfriend who was unfairly uh, un- unfairly leading her on, even though he was getting married later. You're getting into some pretty heady territory for four-year-olds now. I'm doing the best I can with the material I was given, John. Okay, sure. Cameron and Kate both had jobs in media. Which were pretty- <laughs> Wow, it's like Roll Dahl is reborn. <laughs> <laughs> Which were particularly stressful at this time of year. And one day it all got a bit much and they both decided they needed to go on holiday very, very soon. Okay. So both Cameron and Kate logged on to an Airbnb ripoff and that's how they spoke for the first time. They quickly decided to switch houses and so for the next two weeks Cameron would come and live in Kate's small, cold and snowy country house Surrounded by sheep and living with a dog. And Kate would come and live in Cameron's large, warm and sunny house with the cleaner and the gardener. And so the next day, that's what they did. Kate got on a plane that had a small cramped seat. And Cameron got on a plane that had a large, relaxing bed. Okay. This works, right? No, no, you seem very self-conscious of this one. I'm, I am, I'm, yeah. I'm enjoying it. It's, uh... I'm aware I'm just doing a plot summary. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, it's somewhat <laughs> uncritical, you know, look at the... Economic issues of having servants and stuff. All of that. Mm. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. 
So when they got to each other's houses, that's when things started to go very differently for them again. Okay. Kate's driver dropped her off at the gate, but Cameron's driver made her walk for ages in the snow. Oh, no. When Kate got to the house, she loved everything she saw. The massive kitchen, the gym, the giant TV, the big bedroom. But Cameron, when she finally got to the house, she didn't like it one bit. It was small, it was cold, there was a dog, the wardrobes were tiny, there was nothing to like about this cottage. So she, I mean, it was a, pol- it was a so beautiful she de- cottage. So, so she decided she was going to go home tomorrow. Okay. But that night, things started to get a bit similar for them both again. Kate and Cameron, they both met new men. Kate met a man called Jack, who was a film composer. And Cameron met a man called Jude, who was fucking wankered, mate. <laughs> What's being fucking wankered? <laughs> Are you fucking wankered? I'm getting there. Okay. I'm getting there. Kate and Jack hit it off and became good friends almost instantly. Cameron and Jude, well, they had sex right away. Yeah, I'm sensing a slight drift away from the, <laughs> um, the childhood bedtime story theme at this point, for sure. Both relationships started to go very well. And Cameron decided to continue her holiday in England. A few days later, Cameron and Kate both became much closer to the men they'd met when, well, Cameron met Jude's two daughters, who were six and eight. Their mother had died a few years ago, and they were looking for a woman for their daddy to fall in love with to make him happy again. What did their mummy die of? Cancer. Oh, that's depressing. (laughs) I don't know. Not enough, no. I was going to say, not enough love? No. That's even even scarier. (laughs) What do mummies die of if you don't love them enough? That's a great way to torture a child. (laughs) Yeah, sure. And they wanted Daddy to fall in love with Cameron because they liked her very, very much. Okay. Why did they like her so much? Because she was very nice and friendly and she had nice lipstick. Okay. Uh, Kate and Jack, on the other hand, what happened to them was quite different. The man who Kate fancied intruded on her holiday and was very awful to her. And at the same time, the woman that Jack was in love with had an affair. What's an affair? I'm just trying to like embody the child. I'm trying to be the voice of the child. Yeah. An affair is when somebody is very bad to the person that they've said they're not going to be bad to. Okay. You know what? That's all right. That's okay. That just about works. Uh, sure. Okay. So it's pretty much me practicing to be a dad right now. Okay. <laughs> You're acing. You're acing it. <laughs> so on the same night, both of them said goodbye to their exes at the same time and they both felt amazing for doing it they then had a really good night as friends they went to the theatre and this was a this this was nearly at the end of Kate's holiday she mm-hmm. was going to go home very soon and so Jack asked Kate if he could come with her back to England yay and, and if he could live with her okay and that's it Kate and Jack went back to went back to England together Cameron and Jude fell in love and the four of them all became great friends and they all lived happily ever after what happened to the dog Still, still around, I think. Okay. Maybe you went to maybe you went and lived lived by itself with the cow, on a farm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the dog went and lived on a farm. We're mm. all, we're, we're all good dogs going to. Dog, okay. <laughs> Great. Okay. No, that was very nice. Have you read that to your actual niece? No. I think you should try it. I don't think unredacted. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he came home fucking pissed, and they shouted. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can actually genuinely. I, I, I did. I did actually have a, a little slip up earlier um, when I saw her two days ago because she wanted to watch a bit of telly, and so we got a BBC iPlayer on my phone. And normally we use a different device, so my phone doesn't go straight to the kids bit. Okay. Did you make her start watching RuPaul's Drag Race? No, no, no. But 
like some stuff came up and I was like, so what do you want to watch? And I saw something there and I, and I said jokingly, do you want to watch War of the Worlds? <laughs> <laughs> and then we moved on and she was looking for stuff. And then she said, Harry, I want to see Where Are the Worlds? And I was like, oh God, it's not a show and I'm not making a watch War of the Worlds. Oh, what have I done here? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was on, you know... This Inst- of- instead, we watched Wallace and Gromit. That's much more appropriate, yeah. Uh, I, I let my, um, well, not my goddaughter, that's a bit of a bird of contention, but my friend's daughter... <laughs> Play with, my, play with my phone, just, you know, play with some apps on, the, on a long car journey once I was sat next to her. And uh, she was like, oh, what's that app with the, with the picture of the cartoon bear? I was like, oh, don't look at that app. That's, 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 not, that's not a kid's app. That's not, let's look at something else. <laughs> so, oh, dear. Yeah. That's the thing with some kids is when they're told they don't, they're not allowed something, they want it even more. Yeah, I didn't want to like, yeah, and I was like. with a cartoon yeah. bear on it. Like, come on. Yeah, I was like, come on, this app, yeah. This app's more fun. Let's play with this app. It's yeah. nice, safe. Yeah. yeah. That's not full of naked men. (laughs) (laughs) Would have been funny. Oh, yeah, sure. I don't think I would have been allowed back in the car. (laughs) No, but I don't think she'd have disapproved. No, probably not. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, Um, what what have you got then? So I have a couple of ideas this week. Uh, Once again, I've gone for like a few short ideas rather than one big one. Mm -hmm. So my first idea is that early on in the film, we see this trailer for... uh, Deception, mm. the hot Christmas Day release starring James Franco and Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. And I just thought, knowing about like the careers of James Franco and Lindsay Lohan and their mm. personal lives and where their careers went from like 2006-ish to today, mm-hmm. I want to see that movie. Mm-hmm. That movie sounds like a train wreck. Yeah. Because like, at 2006, Lindsay Lohan's probably already like off the rails or well on her way to being off the rails. Yeah, isn't it sort of just near the end of her career? Well... Depends how you define it. But yeah, Mean Girls was like 2004, so that was like the peak. Yeah. And then it was just a very long decline until, yeah. like, you know, she had substance abuse problems and she's still around. So, you know, just generally bad behaviour, all kinds of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I just think her and James Franco, who's had all kinds of issues as mm-hmm. well, you know, them making a film together mm-hmm. that's like a generic action movie with called Deception with like him. <laughs> how many guns do you have? I loved how they clearly had Lindsay Lohan and James Franco for like five minutes tops mm. to get this done because it's full of like weird voiceover work and like you barely see them. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So yeah, my first day was just like that. What do you think that movie actually looks like? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, what do you think the plot of Deception is? Okay, well, so, well, somebody's got to be deceiving. Is that going to be the Lindsay Lohan role? Is she going to be like? Uh, is she going to be infiltrating places? Is she going to be a spy? Maybe. I, you know, I, I think I think James Franco is a detective or a cop. Oh, he needs to recruit somebody to infiltrate and deceive, like, his mark. Yes. And that person, maybe they're into young girls, young ginger girls. Yes. Perfect, yeah. So she poses, like, as a prostitute or a young girl or you know, something. Yeah. Or maybe initially she is a prostitute and, yeah. like, he hires her to be like, hey, I need you to not do that, like... I don't need that from you. Yeah. But I need you to go and get information from this this you know crime lord. Yeah, but then it turns into a whole kind of opposites attract kind of cop you know mm-hmm. drama, and I'm thinking of like oh 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 so they eventually fall in love you know midway in the film sure yeah as obviously would happen with a man and a woman in a film sure yeah and then well things kind of go on from there like he's kind of struggling with his mission because he's also trying to protect her at the same time without putting her in harm's way mm-hmm. even though he needs to. And he doesn't want to, but he does. And like he has to basically sacrifice everything to do so, maybe give up a secret or two. And then at the end, it turns out 
She's a double spy. So she's actually the villain of the film? Yeah. Okay, that could She's work. been deceiving him the whole time. And therein lies the deception. Mm. Love it. Mm. I was thinking more of like, she's Jamie Lee Curtis in True Lies, but actually I think, I think your version is better. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so that's just a really generic action movie. Yeah. Like deliberately, comedically generic. Maybe the main, maybe the film's actually like the making of, because I, I just really want to get into oh, yeah. like those two, you know, her turning up late to everything, him trying to shoot all these weird art house movies on the mm. side and sexually harassing people, all the stuff that they've both been accused mm-hmm. of, basically. I, I just think there's there's a lot of fun to be had with like the idea of anyone who's foolish enough to try and make a movie starring James Franco and <laughs> Lindsay Lohan to get that on, to get that working and on the rails. Mm-hmm. It's clearly going to fall off a cliff very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so that's the first idea. It's just deception. Great. Uh, just checking... So one of your three ideas was literally just the word deception, Harry, go. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Look, he wanted to hurry, he wanted us to start early this week. I I'd left some room for improvisation. Yeah, didn't you just? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> okay, so idea number two. Does it have more than one word in it? Yes. Good. Okay, so idea number two is based on the principle that... Another thing I thought was really interesting about this movie. I mean, it does kind of predate Airbnb. But just the idea that you would give your entire life away to somebody else for like two mm. weeks with no background checks, mm-hmm. no weights, it just it happens. Like, the people who fall in love in this movie know nothing about each other. Mm. And the only thing we know about Jude Law, he's got these two kids, which he kind of tries to hide from Cameron Diaz. Yeah. And he has a dead wife. And we don't know how she died. Mm-hmm. So I like the idea that he's mm-hmm. a serial killer mm-hmm. who's also like a serial husband. Like, you know, like he okay. marries women, he marries wealthy women and then arranges for them to like have an accident. Uh... So maybe cat so this one takes place Maybe like six months later, like, mm-hmm. you know, Cameron Diaz, maybe they've like impulsively got married. Maybe mm-hmm. he's been like, you know, well, let's just do it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've known you forever, even though it's only been a very short whirlwind romance. Let's just get mm-hmm. married. Let's let's be nuts. Yeah. And she's like, okay, great. Then I've got a visa for the UK or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, she, she falls for it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she's got the two kids, his kids, and she's trying to adapt to that whole situation. But then as the weeks and months go on, she starts to suspect that Jude Law might actually be trying to kill her because mm-hmm. she's obviously... Very wealthy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I guess the film's going to be like a thriller. Mm. And it's going to be Cameron Diaz trying to... I think this would be a very good Cameron Diaz role, actually. Like, when she, when she, when she has her suspicions, then she doesn't know she's crazy. But she's also in a country... It could go a little bit midsummer, like, but British version. Because, <laughs> you know, she's in the countryside and this country doesn't really know. She doesn't really know the British traditions or, mm. you know, how British people behave, you know, mm-hmm. generally. So, and, you know, maybe there's, like, all these crazy country folk. It could be, like... Midsommar meets Hot Fuzz. Yes. 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 Yeah. So like, you can have lots of like British character actors, you know, like TV actors playing roles as like crazy, mm-hmm. crazy rural British people, you know, who are all kind of a little bit sinister. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're all in on it. Maybe maybe it's about the, the one American in this very British society in this, in this little town and she's got no escape and she's got no one to talk to. And she's just having to try and prove that actually her, her husband, Jude Law, is trying to kill her. Mm. And yeah, that's pretty much that one. I just think that could be... Yeah, that works. I don't really know how to expand on that. Yeah, I guess maybe you know she has to survive. Maybe like some bodies start piling up. Maybe she finds out the daughters aren't the real daughters; they're actors. Mm. Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah, they're not even his real daughters. Mm-hmm. They, maybe they're actually in their thirties and they just have dwarfism. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That can be like a big reveal. She finds out they're actually like middle-aged. Mm. Yeah, people with dwarfism mm. uh, <laughs> who are posing as young girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm spitballing that... here. I'm spitballing, but you know, like, I'm just imagining there's got to be like a sinister housekeeper. Like a sinister British housekeeper played by like a Julie Walters type, you know. Okay, yes. Yeah. Um, can the housekeeper be, be played by Bag of Chips? Yes. Oh my God, yes. Let's bring in RuPaul's Drag Race. Bag of Chips, star of the recent RuPaul's Drag Race uh-huh. UK, yeah. Uh, in doing the fall much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I definitely need everybody to be in on it. And, like, by the end of the film, all out of costume. Yeah. And so, like, the children are no longer dressed as children or acting like children. Yes. They're just normal yeah. people. But now, okay, here's the question. Everybody's sinister, like, yeah. sat around a boardroom or something. Yeah. Is this your standard issue murder campaign? Jude Law just wants to kill her for the money. Standard crime. Or is it a crazy, like, British inbred cult? And they're all in it, and it's like, it is proper full, like, Midsommar. Mm. Yeah, I think maybe an inbred cult that's run by Jude Law. Yeah. I think that's more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so they're actually, they're not just going for the money, they're actually... And, 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 and everybody's just, like, children of his sister or something, who he has since killed. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's why two of them have dwarfism and the other one's bag of chips. <laughs> yes. They're all his children. They're all... Because he is daddy! Yeah. There we go. Got it. Yeah. That can be like his tagline. I am daddy. That's the that's what it's called. It's called That's that's the film. That's title. the title. It's called Yeah, The Holiday 2 I am daddy. Mm. He's literally the daddy of everyone in this town because mm-hmm. it's all a massive inbred cult and Cameron Diaz has been brought in to bring fresh blood, fresh genes into mm-hmm. the mix and because she's got lots of money that they can take yeah. when she dies and it's all about her figuring out that she's actually being manipulated by this evil British cult. Does mm-hmm. she get away or does she not? Maybe it ends on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll be honest, that was Finn, but I talked myself into liking it. Yeah, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. I come up with another idea. Okay. It's basically that the Airbnb bit of it kind of goes wrong mm-hmm. in a way. So it turns out they're not actually chatting to each other. That's a misdirect on screen. Okay. And they're actually chatting to other people. Uh, but they are still chatting. Like, Cameron's chatting to somebody in, in England. Right. Okay, chatting to someone in America. Got yeah. But instead of Surrey and LA, they end up going to, like, Scunthorpe and... I don't know, somewhere shit in America. Just like a backwards middle town in America. And so they, they initially they think like, oh yeah, great, I'll go to, you know, a holiday away to England. And sure. they find, that, find out they're in Scunthorpe and it's awful. Yeah. And oh yeah, holiday to, you know. The, Denver, oh, Colorado. Sure, know. yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just say that because that's where South Park's based. And great. I'm sure it's lovely, but you know, yeah. Um, oh yeah, holiday to, to Denver and Colorado. Yeah, great, that'll be, that'll be fantastic. And they go and they realise that they've basically been had... And now they're just stuck in this place while somebody who's much, much poorer than them goes and stays in their fancy houses oh, and blind. love that. Yeah, it's all a big old scam. Yeah. Yeah, so there's And then maybe there's snakes. an identity theft element to it as well. Just like, no, I, I've been living in Cameron Diaz's house for like 10 years. Yes, yeah, exactly. They, they get the first flight back. They're really pissed off. Mm. They knock on the door like, what do you mean? I've always lived here. Yeah. And it's like, for some reason, they've managed to make the entire neighbourhood think they've always lived there. They've got all the right deeds, the tax returns, everything. Oh, because Eli Waller believes it as well. Yes. Yeah, Kate Winslet seduced Eli Waller. Yeah. No, not Kate Winslet. It would be like, Somebody, somebody else. Yeah, so yeah. Kate Winslet is currently living in Central America or something. Oh, I see. Yeah. So the vil- the, the villainous character. Yeah. The, 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 the scum thought person. Sure. Yeah. Bag of chips. Bag of, just keep bringing <laughs> bag of chips in. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That's yeah. The thing. No. That's very good. I like mm-hmm. that a lot. Yeah. That could be. That could really work. And it, again, it could be like a you know, has she gone mad? Is she not? Kind of thing. Mm. They need to like somehow prove that it's actually their property. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good setup for a good horror movie. Mm. Uh, yeah, well, actually, my third and final idea wasn't a million miles away from that, mm. and it wasn't a million miles away from the Jude Law's a serial killer one either, but it's, in this version, it was that Kate Winslet and Jude Law are con artists. Mm-hmm. Like, they are brother and sister, uh, and not in an inbred kind of way, they're just brother and sister. Yeah. But they have a con, they're con artists where they, they again, they're like tempting Americans to come over and they're just like robbing them blind. Mm. So obviously Kate Winslet kind of makes Jack Black fall in love with her and Makes he makes him think it's his idea that he's going to fly over to England and drop everything, but actually, like she's planted mm. that seed of mm-hmm. being all vulnerable and you know lovable and Kate mm-hmm. Winslet. Cameron Diaz, you know, obviously Jude Law turns up pretending to be drunk, and they have a night of passion, and then she 
falls in love with him and he's like, oh, don't go, but I guess you have to go, but don't go, but I don't have to go. Oh, by the way, I'm a vulnerable widow with two adorable British children. Mm. And they're actually working very much together to just kind of like defraud these gullible Americans and mm-hmm. steal all of their money. Mm. A bit like the, the that crazy film we saw the other week, The Good Liar, but oh, with, yeah. with, younger, with a younger cast. Yeah. And maybe Jack Black and Cameron Diaz work together and turn it all around at the end when they figure out what's going on. Yeah. yeah I think it's just like The Good I Liar. Think maybe they were doing the same. Yeah. yeah. Or they, fig- yeah, they figured it out and then they became the f- they turned it all on its head and they became the yeah that works pretty yeah. well so, okay so for those who haven't seen The Good Lie which is probably most of you <laughs> and if you've not heard our bonus episode for our Patreon listeners Ian McKellen plays a con artist and the whole hour of the film it seems like he's ripping off this sweet vulnerable old lady played by Helen Mirren and stealing all of her money mm-hmm. and at the end there's a whole presto changeo reveal where Helen Mirren is dressed in a fabulous red dress <laughs> and she's just sat in a darkened room where she's cleared all her stuff out and she's like actually I've stolen all of your money haha and then there's loads of exposition so imagine that where Kate Winslet and Jude Law, they think they've stolen all of Cameron Diaz and Jack Black's like life savings. They both seem very rich. Mm-hmm. It's like, great, we've done it. We stole everything from them. Now we can dump them. And then they go back to the, the little cottage, you know, in Surrey. And then Jack Black in like a, a tuxedo, like a very form-fitting tuxedo. And Cameron Diaz in like a beautiful red dress are just sat there like, haha, we turned the tables on you. <laughs> and there's all the exposition and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And Kate Winslet and Jude Law end up getting like set upon by all the people they've fraud- defrauded in the past. Maybe they're also fake German. <laughs> also a crazy plot point in that film yeah and the kids aren't their kids they're their lesbian cousins or something <laughs> their kids lesbian cousins their yes. kids lesbian cousins they're, they're their lesbian cousins kids or so just some I'm really riffing on the good lie here people it's a crazy film you should watch it yeah yeah and yeah it just ends in a whole massive crazy exposition dump mm-hmm. yeah yeah no I like it yeah I like it cool I mean I think my favourite ideas of those is definitely uh, The Holiday 2 I'm Daddy but uh, <laughs> I think yeah, I'm pretty proud of all of this. Of course it is. Of course it is. Where is it, Daddy? Daddy? Yes. I am Daddy. Should we do listen submissions? Let's do some listener submissions. Go sure. for it. So you begin, please. So the first I've got here from Garrett Hunter, he says, The holidays, plural. Our cast decides to start to start practicing many other religions during the holiday season. Complete with red cups from Starbucks, of course. Of course, yeah. Oh, is that it? Wait. Or hot take, the holidays. Kyle Gass appears in this tenacious D crossover. Oh, is it days a D-A-Z-E? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that could work. He's the other guy who does tenacious D with uh, Jack Black, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what does that mean? I do not know, John. I do not so know. So read, read the second part again. Holidays. Kyle Gass appears in this. So it's just both of tenacious D there. Are they both romancing Kate Winslet? Yeah, maybe. Is it like a love triangle? Or or, or or maybe the, the, the other guy's romancing Cameron Diaz. Could do, yeah. So Jude Law's out of the picture. Yeah, perhaps. And now Cameron Diaz is uh, dating Kyle Gass. Yeah. And sure. Then, and, then, and then maybe they form a, uh, a rival band, Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet. Oh, nice. Like a girl band. A girl yeah. band version of Tenacious D. Yeah. Like it. Like it a lot. Tenacious V. Tenacious V. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> yeah, great. Okay, cool. Great. Uh, Mark Reed for one of our Patreons actually Um, he brings up an interesting point as much as I enjoy this movie I must contest its status as a Christmas movie it only had Christmas right at the end anyhow The Holiday 2 The Holiday Inn okay yeah I I guess that kind of works and then we have the whole so maybe maybe the four of them the two couples in the original film go on like a group holiday like two couples together like to a holiday in somewhere in like oh, yeah. maybe the north of England or Scotland or yeah. Wales or the somewhere. Lake District yeah. yeah exactly somewhere different and mm. hilarity ensues with a bunch of crazy kooky British characters mm-hmm. yeah. yeah 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 that works mm-hmm. 
James McLean says, The Wednesday. The characters take the phrase hump day a little too literally and, and end up getting charged with public fornication. To pay the fine, they have to raise money the old-fashioned way, monetizing their videos of untitled goose game run-throughs, guest starring Ryan Gosling as the goose, obviously. Well, I mean, that, that, that got quite in-depth there. So I understood it to a degree, but... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> to an extent, I kind of went off the rails halfway through, didn't it? Yeah. Interesting, though. Interesting, mm, yeah, interesting yeah. take, sure. Um, and Colin uh, Spenrath says, uh, they already did a sequel or spin-off, and it's just a photo of the cover of Last Holiday. Oh, that Queen Latifah movie, where I think she's dying. Like she finds out she's got like six weeks to live, and she goes on a crazy holiday. Wow. And I think at the end she doesn't die, because it's a feel-good comedy. So Cool. But I've not seen it, I might be wrong. Yeah. Sure, sure. Great. I'd love to know how that's a sequel to this. I think it's just because it has holiday in the title. Is Probably. That, yeah. 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 I mean, it would be nice to have a person who's not white in this film. If Queen Latifah <laughs> had rocked up halfway through this movie... I feel like she'd have just slapped everybody and been like, stop being so stupid, look at your life. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she would have slapped some sentences in this movie. Yeah. 100%. Okay, I have a few as well. Bailey F. Olmsted said, Jude Law is daddy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Clearly that's like a quarter of people. Definitely, yeah. Chris Gee said, same premise as the first, except Jude Law meets Jack Black's sister, because he's widowed again. Mm. Does that mean that... Cameron Diaz has died? I guess that's what was implied. So yes. And then he meets Jack Black's sister, who could be played by... Mm, Rebel Wilson? Hmm, yeah. Amy like, Schumer? I feel like it needs to be somebody like... Um, it's either got to be someone who's like... Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler could be good. I could see her and Jack Black as mm. siblings. Yeah. 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 yeah, that works. Cool. Matt Hanley said, Hall 2 day. Yeah. Yep. Hall 2 day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eli J. Turleson said, the work day, when they actually have to do some goddamn work for a living. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. Stuart Jip said, the holiday too, Jack Black grazes the other boob. <laughs> That's a, yeah, there's a fun little scene when Jack Black and Kate Winslet are having like coffee mm-hmm. on a counter and he reaches across and he grazes one of their boobs with the back of his hand and then makes a big deal of it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. It was very rom commy. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? You know, every movie he's told me to see has this powerhouse woman in it. Mmm, wonder if he's trying to tell you something with that. Okay, sorry about that. Boob Grace. <laughs> <laughs> that was accidental. Accidental boob Grace. I'm sorry. Dave McCormick, you'll like this one, said Holodeck Holiday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he says, I don't, I've no idea how this ties in, I just think it sounds kind of catchy. Holodeck Holiday. Yeah. So I guess maybe Catherine James... Voyager was the one that really overdid the Holodeck storylines. It's like every other episode. So maybe there's a was start... It? Yes. I, thought, I thought it was Next Gen that did that. Next Gen did as well, but... I, well, they like, both oh did... Oh my it. God, Moriarty from Sherlock Holmes. He's, Actually, he's no, got, maybe he's Next got Gen loose on the ship. Oh, we're all stuck in the Holodeck and the safety's been turned up, been turned off. I feel like Next Gen and Voyager did a lot of the Holodeck episodes compared to Deep DS9 and the original. Voyager didn't need to as much because they just... They had built-in story, yeah. Yeah, they had a lot more story going on. Anyway, that's anyway no, let's, just, this Okay, is... so let's say Next Gen. Let's say that Jean-Luc Picard and the, the mm-hmm. whole cast of Next Gen have a holodeck thing where they like... It's Christmas on the... Well, they don't really have Christmas in... They, did they ever have a Christmas episode of Next Gen or any Star Trek? Oh, they must do. Did they still celebrate Christmas? Because I guess they're kind of... Um, they're agnostic, aren't they? Or atheistic, so... Yeah, but there's still some stuff going on. Yeah. No, I don't know. No. But yeah, maybe they decide to celebrate Christmas or teach all the other non-human hmm. uh, crew members about the magic of British Christmas, of human Christmas, sorry, mm-hmm. Federation Christmas, yeah. by having like a classic rom-com holodeck and then it all goes the, horribly wrong. The people in Star Trek are far less perfect than they make out. Everybody is extremely racist. This is true, yeah. Not like against black people, but just like, oh my God, a, a, 
My 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 planetary like, race is superior. Yeah. yeah, like oh, a Klingon you know, was angry to me once. All Klingons <laughs> are animals. Yeah, like that's genuinely how they it is. They do trade very much in stereotypes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, anyway, that's uh, maybe, maybe that's what happens there. Maybe they go on the holodeck and they enter like a, a classic rom com. Like imagine Patrick Stewart playing like the Jude Law. Oh yeah, Patrick Stewart pretending to be drunk. <laughs> I think that would be Patrick very... Stewart as Jean Luc Picard pretending. To exactly, be drunk. Yeah, exactly. Not yeah. just Patrick Stewart. So Patrick Stewart could do it very well. Yeah, as Jude, uh, Patrick Stewart playing Jean Luc Picard playing Jude Law. Yep, trying to seduce Cameron Diaz. Yep, that I like would, it. That would be hilarious. I love mm. it. Okay, Mike Carey said the holiday hollow with an A. Mm-hmm. The same plot as the first one, except Cameron Diaz's character is played by Gwen Stefani. You know, I ain't no holler back, girl. Is that uh, yeah. Do you know that song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, and finally, on Twitter, at MG Loves Fun, our friend Martin Gardner, mm-hmm. said, While on holiday in Italy with, with Amanda, Graham meets a man with a magical wooden mask. Oh, Graham is the... Uh, Amanda is Cameron Diaz, Graham mm-hmm. is Jude Law. Mm-hmm. So, while on holiday in Italy with Cameron Diaz, Jude Law meets a man with a magical wooden mask, kills him, and takes his identity. The mask turns him into a man who can do anything. Meanwhile... Jack Black and Kate Winslet, while on a cruise ship to Southampton, get hit by an iceberg, oh I see, and wake up on a land where half the people are tiny and the other half are giants. The title, the talented, oh I see what's going on here. It's everything, isn't it? The talented masked Titanic (laughs) travels. Yeah. So, okay, so yeah, that's obviously, um, the mask meets the talented Mr. Ripley for- Gulliver's Travels. And Gulliver's Travels meets the Titanic. It's kind of sad that Jack Black's notable film there is Gulliver's Travels. I don't think I feel like the rest of those were like genuine classics for those mm. actors. Does anyone remember when Jack Black was in Gulliver's Travels? I mean, half of Martin, Martin obviously, I guess, yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, I like it. I like the bringing together all the franchises, mm. but yeah, yeah. Thank you, Martin, and thank you to all of our listeners <laughs> for submitting those uh, those ideas. Mm. They're an interesting batch. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. So thank you everybody for those sequel ideas. We ask for your listener submissions every week, a few days before we record, by putting posts out on Facebook and Twitter where you can post your ideas. So make sure you like and follow our pages if you don't want to miss out. To listen to more episodes of Beyond the Box Set, you can subscribe and browse our back catalogue on any podcasting platform, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and many others. And you can also, if you would like to, leave us a five-star review, which would really help us to keep on top of the iTunes ratings and reach out to new listeners, which is something we very much appreciate. So please do take the time to do that. As mentioned, we are also available on Patreon, which is exclusively for the kind of people who would only rate us five stars or above if they could. You can find out links to those and more information at beyondtheboxit.com. And next week, Harry, it is your turn to pick the first holiday film. What's your first chance to pick a holiday film for this season? So what Um, have you got for me? Okay, well, I've got a film here which I do not believe has had a sequel or okay, anything like checked? that. Yeah, I have. Okay, good. Um, but uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not particularly confident about this. I think mainly because it's contested as to whether it was a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie. Okay. It's a Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. No. Okay. I've not seen it, so I don't know. Sure. No, I, I, I'm here for that. I would say actually. I don't know, my head says, my heart says Halloween movie, mm-hmm. but my head says Christmas movie. Mm. Either way. I think it's acceptable. Yeah, it's acceptable. We are doing it next week. Cool. I'm on board with that. I think it's going to be pretty good. It's, it should be a bit out there because, yeah. I don't know, there's not that many Christmas movies that we have access to. This is true. Mm. And I do like a, a bit of stop motion. Mm. I love that Tim Burton. Yeah. I'm on board. I'm, I'm, you know what? I've not seen that film. Like, I've not sat down and watched that film in a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to do so again. So, you know what? Yeah, fully on board. Great. Cool. Fantastic. So join us next week, listeners, for The Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm.
Lovely. Yeah, see you next see week. You next week. Bye. Bye. Daddy.